Hello and good evening. My usual greeting, which it wasn't planned that way. It just kind of worked out that way. Uh, tonight, what are we talking about tonight? We are talking, it's a rant time because that's what is needed right now. Uh, there we go. Service dog rant on dog videos, annoyances, and not making things harder on yourself. Why not making things harder on yourself? And instead of making things easier on yourself, well, you're going to find out. Okay. So to get started, I'm going to introduce myself. I am Victoria Warfel, and uh, this is my podcast. So this is the Dream Dogs podcast, uh, How to Train Your Service Dog. And what we do is we go live on, what's today? Whatever today is. Tuesday night at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then usually what happens the next day is I download it from Facebook and I upload it to the podcast and it goes live on Wednesday. Now, not always, but that's always my goal. <laughs> it's 99.9% it's usually done by uh, Friday because Friday's when we send out our email. I try to write it on Thursday. So like I have something going every day of the week for you guys. And, uh, and today, like I said, it is the webinar. And uh, and so we're gonna talk about service dog rant today. I'm just gonna rant, I'm gonna complain, and I'm not gonna use naughty, naughty, cuss, cuss words because Rich gets mad at me when I do. So I'm trying to do good since I annoy him enough with other things like bringing in um, Django and Gypsy and Candy that I don't need to annoy him with that too. So uh, nice seeing everybody. Uh, now we do have our Facebook group. It's absolutely free and it's called how to train your service dog online discussion group. So that is about our, our podcast discussion group. It's something like that. If you look up how to train your service dog, there's two of them and one of them is for online members only. And one of them is the discussion group. So you guys can all join the discussion group if you haven't yet. Uh, so I wanted to start with dog videos. There's been two dog videos that were floating around. Um, and just kind of getting a whole bunch of flippity gibbets going. One of them is uh, two dogs, uh, short squatty dogs at a pet store um, and they are gripped onto each other. And that's what I wanna start with talking about is I posted this on the Dream Dogs page on my Facebook page uh, for Dream Dogs. And I said, you're out. And you come across this two dogs just locked onto each other. What are you gonna do? And I got such asinine result responses from so many people. I got some great responses too. Um, but I got some like, I carry a knife, but I'm gonna take care of that with my knife. And I'm like, oh, are you gonna slit the dog's throat? Or are you gonna jab the dog and he's gonna bite you? Or are you gonna cut the leash? Like I've got a knife and I'm going to take care of it. Whoa, you're not David Bowie. Well, not David Bowie, the singer. No, Crocodile Dundee. That's who I'm thinking of with the Bowie knife, right? Crocodile Dundee. You ain't him. Like, I don't know what you plan on doing with that knife. Or I have a gun and that's why I carry. Oh, so you're going to shoot him up inside a pet store. Okay. And I'm like, as long as y'all know, if you plan on using some sort of violence to fix this thing, you're gonna get hauled off by the cops for a good long while. You know, you're shooting up somebody's dog in a store, come on. Now the dogs weren't, rawr, 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 rawr. they were locked on. And there's apparently two videos. One of them's like 15 minutes, this stuff went on, right? And then the other one is 45 seconds. And at first I'm like, oh, I can't watch this. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch it and just see what it shows. And someone comes up and they use an air horn and try to get the dogs to disengage. Well, it just makes them go at it because they were just locked. And at the air horn, they kind of go at it. And then someone's spraying them with water. And then they finally, looks like they get an air canister and they shove something, you know, they air up the dog's nose. And the dog can't breathe. And so he lets go. And that's it, guys. Uh, here somebody commented, would it be appropriate to just walk away or tell somebody, yes, Portia, oh my goodness, yes, girl. So here's the thing. If I saw that, do you think I'm going to get involved? No. I'll tell them what to do. I might hand my dog to somebody and go in there, but it's because it was too, the breed we're not supposed to mention mixes, uh, pit bull, American bulldog, American staff free. I don't know what the heck they were, but they weren't, if it was German shepherds, there's no way in heck I would go over there. Malin was, I ain't going over there. These two, yeah. so pit bulls, 
were usually called if they had any sort of people aggression in them whatsoever, which is great for us, right? I'm not so great about the other dogs. And apparently how it all started was my dog wants to meet your dog. And okay, don't let dogs greet when you're out in public because you don't know about the other dog. He might be crazy and want to latch onto your dog. Uh, so I don't, I never, ever allow dogs to greet out in public unless, never, ever, unless. Um, but wait, there's more. Unless it's uh, meeting up with one of the service dogs or one of the teams that I know because I've helped train. I don't do normal meetups. People would say, let's have a meetup at Epcot this weekend. No, I'm not going because that's not my scene, baby. That's not my bag, baby. And I ain't doing it. Uh, I don't know those dogs. But for, for example, on... Friday, we took Vlad and Roma, and yeah, they all got to say hi. Yeah, I, I know them all, right? Normal on-leash meetings, if I would have run into one of your dogs, maybe, out in public there, oh, can they say hi? No. Can my kids say hi? No. Can anyone say hi? If you're wearing a costume, you can say hi if I get your picture with my dog. That's about it. And I did get questions on that because then on Sunday, we went with Bailey and Holstein and Gypsy to Universal, and we got pictures with the characters and them getting pet by the characters. What do you mean you allow the characters to pet your dogs? Yes, I do. Because usually the characters are wearing something weird. Even Marilyn was, you know, she had quite a bit of bling on there. And... Dude, if you're going to dress up and do that all day, you need a little bit of respite. Now, that means if I go to a store, say I go into one of the gift shops and I get something, no, I'm not going to let you pet my dog. I don't care if you're working there and it's hot outside. I'm not going to do it. But the characters, yeah, I do let the characters do it. Should I? I don't know. But I do. It's fun. I enjoy it. They enjoy it. And I get really nice pictures. Most overused statement, Jeanette says, is my dog is nice, right? Michelle says, I hate on-leash meetings. And Kathy says, I hate that. Get away from us. Exactly. So what do you do, though, when you see that? We've already ruled out. We don't grab a knife or our gun. And don't forget, guys, they were on harnesses. They weren't on leashes and collars. And even if your dog's on a prong collar, guess what a prong collar is designed to do? To let your dog breathe no matter what. So prong collar in that situation can ramp them up even more. <laughs> right? Uh, so what you do is you get a leash. You get a slip lead if you can. Uh, they call dominant dog collars to a choke chain. Or if you're like, I don't have any of that, but I have his leash attached to his harness. You take the, the handle of the leash, you thread the clasp through it, and now you have a slip lead. You put the slip lead high and tight on the dog's neck, and you pull up. And the dog can't breathe. And pretty soon the dogs would go, trying to get air, and he lets go. And keeping him up, you pivot him around, you start walking with him, you can put him down so he can get his air. It doesn't take a ton of strength to do it, but you have to see it through. He has to let go. The other thing you can do is spray something into the dog's nose. Now, here's where it comes into it, guys. Choking him off, which is basically what you're doing, is the better of the two. Why is because if you're going to try to spray something into the dog's nose, the dog's going to thrash and that can cause rips and tears. Okay. Um, one of the guys had mentioned about doing a choke hold on the dog, getting basically what you do is you get on top of the dog's back so you can whisper sweet nothing is in his ear and you put your arm around them and you do one of these type of things. So um, it's like a rear naked choke hold in jujitsu because I don't know jujitsu. Uh, so you could do that. The problem is I'm not getting on top of a dog to do that. I like my face the way it is, and I don't want to bit up my dogs. So you do have that as an option. I just like my way better. It's easier. It's less chance of me getting bit, which is always a big plus. But like I said, if it was two German Shepherds or two dogs who were going, rah, 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 no, I'm not going anywhere near that. Um, someone said, throw something at their at the owner's head. And I'm like, dude, if you throw something at the owner's head, that is assault. Like, you've got to think of these things. And, of course, I got some people uh, who asked, uh, you know, um, oh, shoot, what was it that they asked? 
Well, if it, well, they didn't ask. They just said, well, if it's my dog. I said, I didn't say it was your dog. I said, you come across this when you're out. Okay. So now remember, like I said, you are out there. Um, some people, well, you throw a bucket of water on them. And where do you get a bucket of water? Um, I've also heard spray whipped cream in their mouth and in their nose so they can't breathe. You know, like lock off any. <laughs> so if you fill up those holes, right? Um, or spray whipped cream in their nose so they can't breathe. Where do you have whipped cream? I usually don't carry whipped cream. Oh, I, you know, bring a break stick. What's a break stick? It looks like a vampire kill em steak, but flat. So it's like a wedge-shaped plastic thing that you get in there because it's flat, and then you twist it so they open. So, you, I mean, technically you could do that. But, again, I don't carry a break stick. Um, I don't think pet stores usually carry break sticks. I could be wrong. Maybe you're going to tell me, oh, my God, no, they have their whole aisle at Petco. I don't know. I don't go to Petco. Chewy delivers my stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, but, but there's different things. I've heard everything. Clap. Lift up their hind legs and wheelbarrow them. Um, take your thumb and shove it in their booty. <laughs> Have fun with that one because I'm not doing that one. Um, spray water on them. Use a, a hose and hose water at them. Throw them into a pool. <laughs> like Seriously, people. Um, if they're gripped like that, that's actually, and I hate to say it because it sounds really terrible, it's probably one of the better things that can happen is that they're just gripped and they're like, I don't know what to do. Help me here. As opposed to the thrashing, because the thrashing is what leads to, you know, pulling off part of the, the mouth, pulling off the lip, pulling off, you know, the whole dog. So, you know, you do have those things that you can do. Um, the best thing to do, <laughs> don't have that situation happen in the first place. So that was the first video that came up this weekend. And then there was another one. And I'm not going to address it too long because it's been... Um, I try not to get into crap like that, just like I don't get into politics. But uh, it's some trainer calling out another trainer. Because I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched maybe a minute of the video and I got annoyed. If you're going to complain about something, have your idea that you can present and have it make sense. Okay. And what, I, what do I mean by that? Is first, I said, I don't think that the people from that first video with the two dogs who shall not be named, um, I don't think that they handled that right because using the air horn got the dogs to thrash. And if you watch the video, you know what I'm talking about. Spraying water on them from a squirt gun isn't going to do anything. Spraying the thing in their nose so they have to stop and breathe does do something. Um, so to just say they were wrong. No, I'm not going to say they were wrong. I'm going to say... Well, here's what you could have done better is get a slip lead. Well, what if I don't have a slip lead? Then you use the leash. You can use your belt. You can use a purse strap. You can use anything that's going to stand up to that weight. And that this is what you do. And once they start like, <laughs> and they let go, you don't just let go right then. You turn them around and you back and you pivot him. You don't even turn around and back him up. You just pivot him away and then you can give him the air back. You know, I'm giving you this is what you could do in that situation. Now, guess what's going to happen in this situation? Aha, adrenaline's going to kick in and you're not going to remember any of this. So how do you prep for it? If you're truly worried that this is going to happen, practice at home with your dog. Practice putting a slip lead on him. Now, don't go the whole way out, but practice, you know, have him on a tug or something. Um, you know, feed him his dinner. Come up behind him. Just put a leash on him. See if you can do it. Put a slip lead on him. See if you can do it. Now, you're not going to be able to get it over his head. You have to snake it around his neck. So can you do that to your dog? Just to practice on your dog. Do it with a stuffed animal if you want to do it with a stuffed animal. You don't have a pillow? <laughs> You've got your little friendly hand dog here. Woof, 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 right? With your, your thumb being the bottom mouth and your top fingers being the top or even like this. Woof, woof, woof. Like that. I don't know. But you can figure it out. And then what happens is the more you practice with stuff like that. Now, don't choke your dog out. But the more that happens is the more you prep for it, which means that whenever push comes to shove, their reflexes are going to kick in. Now, Rich and Luke used to take karate, and they would practice the same katas over and over and over again. And what happened with practicing these katas is you build that muscle memory, kick, kick, punch, kick type of thing, right? So if push comes to shove, you can just flow right into your kata. That's what training is for in all aspects. That's why you practice your scales on the piano. I assume never having taken a piano lesson in my life. 
That's why playing basketball, we practice our, our foul line shots, you know, our free throws. We practice, you know, dunking on this side, dunking on this side, from this angle, from this angle. So when we're out in the middle of a game, it goes right in. You have to practice. So you're ready for whenever you really, really need it. Okay. So like I said, that's that's the videos that I wanted to talk about. If you think I was going to go talking about the other one, you're crazy because I'm not going to touch that one with a 10-foot pole. There's enough people doing it. Um, all I know is my service dogs don't need that stuff. <laughs> um, gypsy health tested and not supporting breeders. So here's my next rant, and this is my annoyances. So that was dog videos. This is annoyances. I sent out an email every Friday. I usually write it Thursday, and then I have it set to go out at like 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Friday. Sometimes I forget about it, and it goes out at like 10 a.m. on Friday. But it goes out on Friday. And this past one, I posted in there about Gypsy. I said that she um, she passed her health testing and that we were really happy that she passed her health testing. Uh, and, you know, her baby daddy has passed his health testing. And because her baby daddy did and she did, you know, we're looking forward to it. He's a service dog, too. So when they have babies, they're going to be health tested. They're already good temperamented for the parents, which is good. You know, you don't want to get a, a, a dog from a parent who was super aggressive and want that dog trained up as your service dog. So like, it wasn't just a brag session. It was this is what you want to look for. These are the clearances you want if you want to go with a breeder for a golden uh, because these are the golden clearances. But, you know, poodle clearances are different and Doberman clearances are different. But this is what you want to look for. This is what you want to ask. This is the testing you must demand from your breeder. I thought it was really good info. It's stuff I've talked about here all the time. Um, I had one part, a couple of people unsubscribed, and one of them said, I don't support breeders. Take me off of your list. And it confused me. It confused me a lot. Because if you don't support breeders, you must not like dogs. Because guess what? The stork doesn't deliver puppies. Breeders have puppies. Well, I'm just going to get a rescue dog. They didn't come from a stork. Where do you think rescue dogs came from? They came from mommy dogs and daddy dogs, and they were puppies. Now, here's the thing with going with rescue dogs is reputable, good breeders will take their dogs back. Period. End of story. So if all breeders were good, responsible breeders, all dogs would be health tested. They would all be genetic tested. They would all have good temperaments appropriate to the job at hand. Okay, that's what would happen. Guess what doesn't happen? That. Now, there's a reason that we have to import dogs from, well, that the North has to ship them up from the South, and that we import dogs from overseas is because there is a shortage of dogs in the country. But wait a minute, the rescues are full. No, they're not. They're not. It's it's a flip them. There's a lot of rescues. Not saying everyone, but personally, no, of quite a few of them that are flip them. Um, it's retail rescue where uh, you get a man, you charge money. Oh, they're back. You charge more money. Oh, they're back again. You charge more money. And you make up that worst, sad, sob story. Um, so I've got a lot of people, the adopt out shop. Adopt what? Like, no, I, I need the best. And I had people when I was looking at Gypsy over two years ago and announced that we were getting Gypsy, because uh, yeah, she's turning two next month. Um, you should be able to pull any dog from the shelter and turn that dog into your service dog because you're a trainer. I'm like, you're nuts. That's not how things go at all. Period. End of story. That's not how things go. You cannot take any dog and turn him into a service dog. You cannot take any dog and turn him into a herding champion. You cannot take any dog and turn him into a therapy dog. You cannot take any human and turn him into an Olympic athlete. You cannot take any human and turn him into a basketball star. Genetics are huge, guys. Huge. Huge. Okay. So bad breeders. Oh, my God. Do you have a dog? I have a dog. You totally have puppies. That, I'm sure my vet would say that he's healthy. Like, let's do it. Okay those are the ones who end up in the rescues in the shelters. Okay. Um, the ones, the puppy mills, you all heard a puppy mill, but you don't know what a puppy mill is. And you don't know exactly what a backyard brooder is. I'll let me inform you. So puppy mill is where there, you have a whole bunch of pens. They're not even usually big pens. They're like little square pens. And 
puppy mill, puppy or dog, 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 dog. Um, for the bad puppy mills, these dogs never set foot on the ground. They're in like raised rabbit hutches, okay? And these raised rabbit hutches, that's where the mama lives forever and ever, amen? And they never get out of there. Like the puppies leave, they go to a pet store. So if you guys are like, I'll go to a pet store and get a dog, pet store is where the puppy mill dogs go. That is where they are sold. Or it was this nice Amish farm. Yeah, it's usually code for puppy mills, okay? If you don't talk to them, if you don't see them, if you're not there, it could be, not like it's gonna say what oh, is totally, um, but there's a lot where it is, or it's shady. You don't want someone who's shady. You want someone who you know you can trust. If you don't trust them, why are you buying a dog from them? The dog should live hopefully 10 to 15 years or longer. <laughs> Always fingers crossed for longer. So you've got to understand that. So there's puppy mills, like I just described, where it's horrendous living conditions, or sometimes it's not horrendous. It's just not great. Depends. Um, are the dogs happy? I mean, would you be happy living in a three foot by two foot pen your whole life? I wouldn't be. Um, but sometimes it's, you know, like they have kind of run set up and the dogs get to go outside and play and they're happy. You know, like that might work. It depends on what you want. But you know what you don't want to do is alienate and ostracize the small time breeder like what we're looking to get into. Small? You're talking about breeding Goldens and Dobermans and Poodles. Yeah, but we ain't breeding them all together. We know we figure we'll probably do two litters from Candy, the Doberman, um, one or two litters from Roma, the Poodle, and then we have Gypsy and then Gypsy's babies. So we'll see if we love doing the Dobermans and the Poodles or if we want to just focus on the Golden. But, you know, just opportunity presented itself and we went with it to try it out and see how it goes. Plus, our goal is service dogs. So Roma has her, I believe, her novice trick dog and her CGCs. She also has her genetic panel cleared. We have to do the rest of her health testing, but she doesn't turn till until March. Gypsy turns two next month. She's passed all of her health clearances along with her genetic clearances, which are a bonus. They are not required, but we did them. She also has her novice, intermediate, and advanced trick title. She has all three of her CGCs plus her star puppy, and she is a working service dog. Candy hasn't passed anything yet. Um, she did her a heart test, no, a hip test over there, and she she doesn't have hip dysplasia, and she's cleared for Von Wildebrands um, through genetic testing. So that's small time breeder. That's what we aim to get into. I want the dogs to live in the house with me for the most part. But then you got to say, well, if you have five dogs that you're breeding, what are you going to do when they're done breeding? <laughs> I don't know. We haven't got that far yet. We're going to make sure we like it first. Uh, you know, so you have that, you have the bigger operations where maybe I have, I don't, maybe I have 20 or 30 Goldens and they're all in different stages of being bred. And this is what I do as my full-time job. The dog shouldn't support you. Well, if I'm taking care of them, somebody has to be paid to take care of them. And it might as well be me because they're not going to be getting better attention. Why would I do it where I'm going to be gone for eight to 10 hours a day whenever I have puppies on the ground? So, you know, there are things that you have to remember when you're looking at them and the, the response, I mean, trust me, I deleted her from the, um, from the newsletter list, but the whole, I don't, I don't support braiders. I'm sorry, you're a hillbilly and I have friends who are hillbillies, but that you're that ignorant. Where do you think they come from? You know, they're not cabbage patch dogs. Okay. So Samantha says, I saw the picture of Gypsy and Baby Daddy, and they're going to make some gorgeous babies, aren't they? <laughs> I can't wait. Melissa says, adopt that shop drives me batty. And Samantha agrees. Yep. Um, Nicole says, Rhea is my best service dog in training, and he'll be an awesome service dog, and he's from a fantastic breeder. Yep. That's how we have to do it. Portia, I want quality. This dog would be my lifeline and best friend. Yep. Nicole says, uh, Rhea was worth every penny she paid for him. Michelle says, there's a difference between purebred and well-bred, and that's Huge. You know so many people? And he has AKC papers. I actually had a friend years ago, and she had this dog who was at least twice as big as he should have been. Um, backyard bred type of dog. And she's like, I could show him an AKC if I wanted to. Well, I mean, you can. It doesn't mean you're going to win. I um, mean, she was bragging because my dog at the time was a found, the boo, the Siberian Husky that I found out in the park. I didn't have any papers on her, but she was better because she could show hers. And I'm like, no, that's not how things roll. I mean, you can, but you're not going to win. Portia says some of my family members 
Um, say, why do you want to spend more than X amount for a dog? You can go to the shelter. I made my decision for months. It's my money and I've saved the amount. Portia, that is awesome. So that's it exactly. I mean, you can get a free dog if you want to. Shelters have the, you know, clear out the, the shelter events. You know what happens the next week? They're all back. And since I'm a breeder, we'll help you any way I can. And do you still do the um, the cattle dogs or is it just Mel and Wuss now? Because I'm just curious. Um, so Anne is fantastic. She knows more than most people are going to ever know. Well, she's forgotten more than most people are ever going to know. And a uh, super good friend of mine. She's over in Jacksonville. I've been over at her place for a few different workshops. If you're ever in Jacksonville looking for training, um, she is super duper. So yeah, so we have that. And, and uh, she did. Um, so yeah, so don't support breeders. Don't be silly people. We have to support breeders. It is the only way to go. Um, if you want to do right, if you want to do right by the dog, um, because we need it, you know, we, we need good dogs. If you don't, if you say no more breeders, no puppies ever, puppies are going to become so much more expensive. If you say every dog can only have one litter instead of say three or possibly even four litters, two, three, four litters, say three, because three's the magic number. Now you're talking one third less dogs out there, which means you're importing more dogs or you're puppy milling more dogs, okay? What that also means is the price of dogs is gonna skyrocket through the roof. Um, and it also means the only ones, if you do monitor it, if you require spay neuter first, that's not healthy for the dog. But if you, um, if you limit it, if you say no more breeding period, there's still going to be people who are illegal who are doing it. There's like not guns allowed by crazy people and they still get a hold of them, right? So you have that, that you're going to have feral dogs reproducing and you don't want that. Um, Tina said, I'm a little late, but are you going to breed golden doodles? Well, we have a poodle we have a golden, we have a Doberman and they're all females. So they can't have babies together. Um, I don't know if we're going to do a, a doodle litter. Um, we do have Roma. Um, I'm not going to say no, never. I'm not going to say yes, totally. Um, we need to find the right baby daddy for her <laughs> because she needs a good baby daddy. Uh, and then you get the color with poodle stuff. So we need to find a male who is fully health tested, who is not a fading color. Okay. So like silver is a fading color. Apparently you don't want to do that with the apricots and the reds. So I'd like to do black, but uh you know, we'll see. And again, we have time. Just because you can breed it to doesn't mean you must breed it two years old. Uh, and since she has a male lab, there we go, Anne. <laughs> see, we're all set for it. Uh, here, Cassie says, if we stop responsible breeders, only the irresponsible will breed. Responsible breeders are in it for the health of the dog. If you love dogs, you should support responsible breeders. I say this as a trainer on the board of a rescue. Cassie, you've got it. Exactly. Um, exactly. You have to support the people who are doing it right. If you don't, you're hurting everyone, including the dogs. But you know what? PETA also doesn't want any dog to be a slave and a service dog or a slave and a pet. And they should all just run free in the wild because, you know, they survive so well out there. You know, thousands of years of uh, evolution to make the man's best friend and we're just going to set them free in the wild. PETA is just not bonkers crazy. Um, Kim says, I'm so tired of the adopt out shop people. I trained my German Shepherd for PSA, uh, the drives and bite her in her genetics. Why would I adopt a random dog with questionable genetics? Kim, don't you get the clients who call you up and they're like, my dog's aggressive. I'm going to donate him to the police department because he just likes to bite children in the face. Like you get that, right? Because I get that and I don't even train for PSA. And what do you mean you don't want to keep him? Like he should be your dog forever. No, that's not what I want at all. That's not what I want. Okay. So yeah, so like I said, that, that drove me a little bit batty. And not making things harder on yourself. Wipe on way instead of saying make things easy on yourself. So here's one of the things that we're working on now. Okay. And it is, it's really good. It's how can I make this as easy as possible and while I'm training it? How can I be as lazy as possible? Especially y'all know I haven't been feeling good for the last, God, it's heading into what, six weeks now? which is usually around the time I start feeling better, but this heat is getting to me something fierce. And uh, luckily I've got my Apple Watch, um, which has the EKG thing. So I've been charting that and um, I need to call the cardiologist and see if I can get back in. I don't want to do that. Uh, and yeah, Kim says, yeah, she gets those. 
Um, Samantha says, here's my rant. There's a local rescue group here in my tiny West Texas town that's trying to pass a law that states the pet owners must spay neuter their pets by six months old. Oh, what? I'm getting a German Shepherd service dog prospect. And if that law passes, I have to neuter by six months. How do I handle this? It's best for German Shepherds to wait until they're two if I want to neuter. That's true for any dog. Um, that's true for the German Shepherds. It's true for the labs. You know what happens? And I want you to think of it this way, guys. Uh, you know how when you take little kids home from the hospital when they're first born and they're like two days old, right? What if you had to neuter them before they left the hospital? Like, do you think they're going to grow up right? No. Are there studies on this? Well, no, because that would be inhumane. But we commonly send puppies home already spayed and neutered by eight weeks old. So even if you want to say, well, Vicki, you're talking two days old versus eight weeks old. Okay, fine. By the time the kid hits 10 years old, 10 years which is like more than one dog year, they have to be spayed and neutered because we have an overpopulation problem in this country, in the world. And we have to just spay and neuter all the children, all of them by the time they're 10 years old. And if the parents haven't passed it health testing, we definitely have to spay them. I'm like, no, that's not gonna happen, right? So what do you do? You have a service dog and you should be exempt from that rule because there's no rule saying that service dogs need to be spayed and neutered. That's how you get around that, um, Samantha. And hopefully they won't pass it, but I don't like any of that stuff. I think California might have done something similar or wanted to. Um, and it just, it hurts everybody because the irresponsible people are still going to be the ones to leave the dog intact. Did you know there's something called nudicles that are an implant for your dog's nuts so it doesn't look like he's been neutered? What the heck, people? So um, you can have some of this UK... Summer rain, if you're like, yeah, it's raining here too. Uh, it's been thundering a little bit on and off. It's the fun of Florida. Every day it rains between like three and onward. So you need to to be proactive. You need to keep an eye out on this stuff. Um, I think she's nuts. They're nuts, right? They are nuts. Exactly nuts, Samantha. Um, it is. It's scary. It's scary what's happening. It's scary what could happen. And... Um, you need to be proactive to prevent it. Don't like stick your head in the sand and say, it's not going to bother me. Get proactive. Get out there. Shoot videos. Show how it's better for the dog to wait until they're fully mature before you go take it off the nuts. You know how many people tell me? My vet said, my trainer said, this other trainer said that my aggressive dog, we should neuter him. And I just laughed to myself. First, yes, your aggressive dog should definitely be neutered. I am not being sarcastic. Neuter that sucker. Neuter him yesterday. Get off. You're not eating my chili. Rich brought me back chili. He made dinner. Um, why? Why would you neuter an aggressive dog? Because you don't need those genes passed down. Right? You don't need them. So, you know, your aggressive dog should definitely be neutered or spayed. Because why risk passing those genes on? It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I'm not making things harder. I want to get back to that though. So some people should be spayed and neutered. They totally should. And Kim, I think I should be the one to decide if they get spayed or neutered or not. <laughs> okay. So um, I have a note here. Med retrieve and reversal. Oh, med retrieve. So make things easier on yourself. So I talked to a client this, um, this weekend about... Uh, what she can do for her service dog for med retrieve, which means go get my meds for me. Hold on a second. Mm -hmm. I started doing vasectomy for male dogs. Deb says, I was just sold again, neutered by golden by eight months to prevent cancer. Deb, there is Google. <laughs> there's Google. Of course there's Google. There is a really good study for, look up golden retriever cancer study on Google. Le Google the Google should be able to come to show um, it's best to keep them intact till they're at least two years old, sometimes for life, because it does get rid of prostate cancer, scrotum cancer, right? Yes, neutering your male dog will get rid of scrotum cancer, but it leaves your dog open to all these other things that can go wrong. And again, it's everybody's decision on if they want to spay and neuter. I'm not saying you must spay and neuter or you must keep your dog intact because it is a pain. Candy's in heat right now. Gypsy's going to go through heat next month or so. Uh, it's like three months or three months. <laughs> it's like three weeks of um, 
sometimes a little different behaviors, sometimes just a little more bloody. So like, I can't let them run around with Django because he's intact, even though his nuts haven't really dropped, dropped yet. Like they, they dropped, but they haven't like dropped yet. So, you know, like I'm not gonna let him run around with them because I don't want any oops babies. <laughs> Especially, I think I talked about it last week about how like, stop it with these, oh, I just had an oops litter. So, um, so med retrieve. Instead of teaching your dog to retrieve this med and this med and this med and this med, you know what the best thing to do? How can we make this easier and not make things things harder on ourselves? How can we do that with med retrieve? I want you guys to think about it. What would you do? Type it in. <laughs> would you do it by? Because what they did, and this is fantastic and I love it. So they taught the dog the scent of the containers because they could smell like the pills and stuff inside of them. So they know like, go get this meds and go get this meds. And I'm like, that is freaking amazing. Like the work that you put in to teach them that, like, holy crap. But I've got an easier way. And put all the bottles in one bag. You got it, Samantha. What I like is getting a makeup bag. Wish has them. Amazon has them. Stores have them. Kohl's. Every place has makeup bags or small purses. Get a makeup bag or small bag or purse and put them in there. Now, does that mean your giant thing of Tylenol from Sam's Club is going to fit? No. That's where either the little pill pouch from the, um, like a pill tin, like my mom had growing up, right? She had a pill tin in her purse with different ones or like the little itty bitty bottles, right? Or the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday things. You have to label everything. Don't do like Sunday is Tylenol, Tuesday is codeine. And then what day was codeine? Like label them all, but put them in there, put them in a Ziploc baggie in case it pops open and put them in this medical bag, in this makeup bag. And you teach the dog that it's always like right here on the counter, right? But it's always right here. I say, I go get my meds and it's right here and it's right here and it's right here and it's right here. Um, there's a whole bunch of steps to it. You don't just say, go get my meds and your dog miraculously goes and gets them. But then say you get an ear infection and you have your eardrops that you need to do. Well, put the eardrops in there. You didn't teach them to get your eardrops, but they're in there because that's where the meds go, right? And I wouldn't put my main meds in there for my daily stuff. I would just put, you know, some. I wouldn't put like, here's the month's supply. I'd be like, here's two or three days worth in case I forget to refill it after I take it, which happens. And if you use one of the small enough bags, you know, they have those small bottles of water. We get them at the valet parking at Universal. They give us water. And they're the itty-bitty bottles. So you can always put an itty-bitty bottle in there. And then you don't have to teach your dog to open up a fridge and get you water. I mean, granted, you have to drink room temperature water, but it's better than trying to dry swallow pills. So you have something that is so much easier to teach and so much interchangeable that if you're on one med or off of one med, it doesn't matter, and your dog doesn't have to know that scent. So say grandma comes over and she spills meds on the floor of the kitchen, not that this has ever happened to us, and your dog goes to pick it up and bring it to you because he smells a med, and that's what he does with the med. Your dog can't pick up meds. It could kill him because grandma's on heart meds and one little heart med in for your puppy and no more puppy. So I like doing bags with the zipper because if it was just like a snap, it could fall out. Uh, here, we got, put them in a basket. You could do a basket. The problem with the basket is it could fall out. The pouch with the zipper, they ain't going to fall out. <laughs> Hopefully, unless your dog digs a hole in it. But keep them on the one place, right? It's always right here. It's always right here. It's always right here. Oh, now it's a little to the side. Oh, maybe now it's a little more to the side. Keep it easy on your dog. Don't make it more complicated. Like I said, I have my normal meds over here. My emergency meds are here if I need it but I can't get up because I'm just, I can't get up and I need him to get this for me. So that's how we teach that. I have a medicine bag where I keep my meds. I could teach him to, could teach him to re, um, revive that. Yep. Um, Jackie says, surely genetics and diet are bigger influences for cancer than spaying or neutering. <sighs> it's odd on that, Jackie, probably. I'm sure genetics and diet are the biggest thing, but you know, gotta span neuter everybody because every. This, but the pet overpopulation, which like I just said, isn't really an issue because we have to import dogs. It is, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Um, but if we spay and neuter it, then we have to import more dogs. So it's just, it's ridiculous. I think it would depend on the type of cancer. Yeah, that too. Yep. So we got that. So medicine, medicine retrieve. There we go. Talked about that. And these are my make things easier on yourself, guys.
Okay, the bag versus the container, we talked about that. Gluten food test. Okay, so here's one Karen was telling me. So Karen is training. Um, she is a nurse, nurse Karen, right? The Our trainer. She's fantastic. And she has Colstein, her, her dog, Colstein, the big one who looks like a gal. Uh, he is trained up for gluten. And we're working with Marlene. We're working with Peach as well. So we, we have these... Um, you know, we've been doing the glue stuff. Well, she was telling me, because she's celiac, and so is her daughter, that there's this test that you can buy. And the tester itself is like $300. And then then you get cartridges. And I think she said it was like five or 10 cartridges for like $50. In each thing of food, you have the cartridge separately. So my cheese would have to go, my sour cream, my meat, my bean, my, my potatoes, you know, because Rich made me chili. Isn't that nice? Um, all these things would have to go on individually. And these cartridges are, what, $5 each, $10 each? And you'd have to test. So you can finish them all up in one day, and that's $50 worth of testing right there. Well, is that going to be better than your service time? There have been other cartridges for a while. If that's what you're relying on, you could be up a crick. And spending goobs of money. Because if you're spending, say, $50 a day to test 10 things that you're eating, say even... I'll be nice. I'll say it's $50 a week. And there's 52 weeks a year. Well, again, we'll say 50 weeks a year because two weeks a year you fast. Well, I don't fast. Um, that's, what, 2,500? No, it's got to be more than that. 50 times 50. Yes, yeah, 2,500 that you're spending just in cartridges. Using up 10 cartridges in a week. So that's only 10 things that you're eating in a week. So if you go through twice as many, that's 5,000 a year in cartridges that you're spending. This is where a gluten alert dog comes in handy because yes, it will cost money to get a gluten alert dog, but you're not spending 2,500, $5,000, $7,500 a year in test cartridges. So that is smart, smart, smart is to do a gluten detection dog. Uh, so you have that, so gluten food test. And like I said, it's ridiculous, ridiculously expensive. Um, one thing I'll get from people, I had somebody call me up a couple weeks ago asking about it. Her dad, grandpa, uncle, something like that, had a stroke and they were worried about him, so they wanted to train the dog. So if he falls down again, to come and get him. Like, I mean, depending on the dog, it was a breed that I'm like, no, the dog's going to run off before he comes and gets you. Uh, get him an Apple Watch for, say, $400. And $10 a month if you go with the cell phone one. And if I fall, it alerts the, the um, 911 in, in, in America, you know, emergency services, and it'll alert emergency contacts. So emergency contacts, I have Rich and Luke, my parents, and Karen, because I'm with one of them. <laughs> um, it'll alert all, all of them. Um, now, if Sam playing playing with the dog and I play in tug, like, stop. It'll ask me, did you, we noticed that you took a fall. Did you take a fall? And I just say no. And if I don't, like it vibrates and it tells me, it's like, did you take a fall? Do you want us to call emergency? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. If I passed out, if I had a stroke, if I had a seizure, I would not respond. I'm good. And it would do it. So am I going to trust the Apple Watch or am I going to trust a dog? I kind of want both. But if that's the only thing I'm looking for, the Apple Watch will do it for a lot cheaper, right? Um, you know, I'm sure it has GPS. I'm sure that you can do something with kids. You get some of these runners um, for the kids and adults. You know, like something like that might work out really good so you can figure out where they're at. Does that mean I don't need a dog for passing out? Well, no, because there's a lot more to it. When I pass out, I'm very confused when I come to I have no idea anything. Like, I don't know who I am, where I am, what happened, why the floor has pretty colors. Oh, wait, that is a floor. Okay. Who's president? I have no idea. Um, so it's having something to focus on that I know because he's with me all the time helps out. Um, other things that we teach them to do is go underneath my legs to raise my legs to get the blood to my head faster. Um, stay with me during the event, reorient me afterwards, alert me beforehand if you can, some mobility stuff, because when I get up, I am so shaky, I cannot get up for a while. Possibly go get Rich for help, bring me meds if I need them. I don't take meds, so that's not really one that I need. Bring me a water would be nice, but I have a full-size fridge with no freezer on it, so it's 
pretty difficult to open. So I think it's going to have to be a get me my normal. So you can use them together. You can use them separate for, for um, electronics, right? And your service dog. But make things easy. Am I going to count just on my dog? No, I'm going to use technology too. And I'm going to use my watch um, because I'm smart. And that's what I do. Um, so Apple Watch was one of them. Use it. I mean, gosh, they come out with the technology. Use it. Alexa for lights. So we offer the how to turn your lights on and off. And there's a lot of work that goes into teaching how to turn your lights on and off. And it's one I very, very rarely teach because there's just so many alternatives. There's touch lights. Remember the clapper from the 80s? You turn them on. You turn them off. There's Alexa anymore, right? Alexa, turn my lights on. If I needed darkness, that's what I'd do. Because that's just going to be a lot easier than having my dog go up and do it. If I'm not feeling good, I want my dog with me, not going away and trying to find the lights and turning it on and off. And, you know, possibly having to put a chair there, make sure there's nothing right in the way so my dog can turn it on and off. You know, so so Alexa. And I was like, that is genius, using Alexa for your lights. Uh, you know, using the bag for the med retrieve. We like the, the gluten food test, not relying on that. Um, Dexcom is what diabetics will use. And it's a insulin meter thing that you, it's attached to you. And you can get like readings on your cell phone. Your parents can get readings on their cell phone if they want to. Your spouse can get them uh, just to help you with where, where you're at sugar wise. But guess what? They go wrong sometimes. You don't want that to happen on you. So what do you do? You get the diabetic alert dog, man. Dog can save your life. And Dexcom, like electronics can malfunction. Yeah, Alexa can say like, I don't compute. Turn all your lights on full blast. But for the most part, it's just use them. This could go wonky. I could fall down and crack the head of it and it might not work. I don't want that to happen. Um... Jackie says, yeah, the prostate that Victoria mentioned about cancer stuff, <clears throat> but I feel some about to use this. It's <coughs> <coughs> the go-to reason to tell clients I need to get their dogs done. Oh, exactly, Jackie. I think so. Spend this is I bet I use my service dog, but my husband bought me an Apple Watch for the four hours I'm at work because I can't take my service dog to work. Yeah. Yeah, and that happens too. There's sometimes you might not. Um, you know, it's just real quick. And like I said, it's just backup. You know, it's just that extra layer of security, which is really, 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 really nice to have. Um, I'm teaching Oliver to push the handicap buttons, and my brains thought it was cute. Yeah, so we have the um, the Nipopo clack clacks. So it's like two metal pieces, and it's kind of like a scale that you like you stand on. It goes like chumpa chumpa. And uh, things on the ground, a group class or in little videos, that is a clack clack. And that is going to be perfect for the um, for the elevator buttons because that's what it is. Uh, we also found places like Universal. We were over in uh, Diagon Alley, right? Over in the Harry Potter area, Diagon Alley and Universal Studios. And we're trying to go in this one door and there's all these people leaving. I'm there in a wheelchair with Gypsy, Rich is pushing me and we have to wait and 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 wait <laughs> until all the people finally left. And we go in and I look and there's an exit where we were coming in. There's an exit not even six feet away. And there's an exit not even six feet from that. It was like um, the corner of a triangle, a triangle, right? And there were three exits right there. And everyone decided they had to use the one that the person in a wheelchair was trying to come in. Uh, you know, if they have buttons, I like to push them. Putting buttons is fun. Pushing buttons is fun. But, you know, I also want my dogs to do that. I haven't taught them that yet because Gypsy isn't the most flexible girl when it comes to that, right? She's kind of a low rider. Um, Django should be able to do it with no problem. He jumped up into the back of the van, uh, back of the Jeep today when we went in town. And then he yes. jumped into the, the uh, back seat on his own. And I'm like, dude, like, I will help you. And he's like, I got this, mom. You can't help me. I can do this on my own. Not only that, so we have one of those sling um, seat protectors in the back there of the Jeep. And we put, we put it up. So it's a sling for them, a little cocoon, right? So he decided he found a way to get between the front seat and the cocoon thing. So he was on the seat and then he was on the floor and then he was on the seat and he was on, and he was having a blast running around the back seat of the Jeep. 
kept himself entertained really good. So, you know, I mean, hey, if that works. Um, Portia says, I'm going into childcare for ages one to three. And unfortunately, I cannot bring my puppy prospect to work. Yep, and it happens. You know, I mean, the best thing we can do is prepare as much as we can. Uh, and then for when we can't see. So we have conference, ISCP conferences in September. And then I have a workshop I'm doing. Um, Marina uh, is doing it on body work and stuff. And I can't wait because I really need that. I've been dying to do one of her workshops for years and it finally worked out. So um, Rich and Karen and Luke and I are going to conference. Karen and I are going to Marina's workshop in North Carolina in October. And then November, September, October, November. Yeah. One each month uh, is Nipopo. So Karen and I are going there again. So we're going to breed Gypsy this spring or this fall. But if I bring her, then I have to bring Candy or Jenga to all three. I don't know if they're ready for it. Gypsy is. Gypsy will be a champ, especially at Nipopo. She can lay underneath the whole time. So, so I get to ask myself, well, are one of my other service dogs going to be ready by then? I don't know. Or should I wait and breed Gypsy in... February-ish when she comes into heat again. Well, if I do that, I think the next Nipopo, let me see when that is. I want to say it is in April, but I could be wrong. Let me check. Yeah. April. So if we breed her in February, so she comes into heat and she gets knocked up the end of February to March to April. So she'll, she'll not even have her puppies yet. She'll maybe have her puppies while I'm gone. I doubt it. Um, but you know, like that might work. That might work out really good. Um, you know, maybe have her puppies on the ground. She shouldn't if she came into heat the, towards the end of, um, middle end of February. So that might work out real nicely. So yeah, so like it's something that you have to plan. And this is where that lifeline of your dog comes in handy, guys, is figuring out stuff like this. Like who's going to be ready for each of these? Can I breed Gypsy now or should I wait? Like I said, there's no rush. I do not have to breed in, um, you know, breed this time if I don't want to, because if I breed in August, she'll pop them out in October and they'll go home in December. It's two month gestation. It's two months before they're ready to go home and super looking forward to it. But I'm like, Hmm. And then candy went into heat in July. So she'll probably go into heat in June, January. That works. You know, so that means we'll probably breed her come July of next year, next year at this time, she might be knocked up or getting knocked up. We need to find her baby daddy. So, yeah. So, like I said, there's there's things like that. So, you have to think about that, too. So, if she's not ready, if Django's not ready, and I breed Gypsy, I'm without a service dog for those trips. No, I'm going to have service humans with me. And Rich is like, to save the dogs here. Like, if I leave the dogs here, you are with me all the time. That means you can't wander off and go talk to people, which he loves to do. So, you know, what, what am I going to do? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. I'm waiting for Gypsy to come into heat. But... If it works out timing-wise, I think I might put it off, which I kind of wanted puppies this year, but I could live with it next year. Um, don't yourself. Why can't you take it? Well, if I take, if Gypsy's knocked up, I can't bring her. Um, it's stressful on them to travel when they're preggers like that. So when she's knocked up and pregnant, I'm not working her as my service dog. Um, she'll play in the yard. She'll have fun. Can you use Panda? Well, that's part of it too. I was like, I'm sure that I can get borrow a service dog for some intensive training during a one of these workshops, but I kind of want to use mine because <laughs> I rely on mine and it's not as much work, even though it is work. So candy is in heat right now. It's lightening up. It should be over hopefully within a week. Um, we had two service dogs just went home and two service dogs are going home tomorrow. So August is looking lighter for us, which is good. We kind of scheduled it that way. And um, we're hoping to actually get started on the new online courses. Plus, you guys want to know the best ever news possible ever? I talked to Michael, um, Michael Lombard, and I got the okay to use Nipopo, the registered trademark of Barton Michael, um, for our online courses because I'm a certified Nipopo trainer. So we're going to do, I believe that we're going to call them how to train your service dog the Nipopo way in 60 days to your dream dog the Nipopo way. So we have to reshoot those videos. So we're looking at like lighting. We'll look at new sound. So we're going to have like a really, uh, watch my naughty, naughty cuss, cuss words, a really rocking, right? That sounds better anyway. A really rocking online course, but it's not just online course, guys. It's going to be an online 
full school. That's what we have now is our online school. So, you know, doing the new videos in August would be amazing because then it gets everyone that access to that sooner. Not only that, because this isn't a pitch for my online school at all, but it is flipping amazing. And if we raise prices of the online course and you lock it in before we raise prices because we just updated it and it's now the new Papua, you don't pay the new raised price fee, you pay the fee that you locked in. You don't lock it in, you might get stuck paying the more the higher fee. Okay, just letting you know. Um, so, so yeah, so that's, that's how, that's what we're looking at for us wise. And uh, it's looking good. So I am done because this is looking too good. My husband is a good cook. You know, he was a cook for a while. He wasn't a chef. He was a cook for a while. So our, our latest fun has been watching MasterChef. So if you guys follow me personally on Facebook, you'll probably see pictures of what I cook. And I actually got new plates. We got new Corel um, winter white plates because they look better when you do pictures. When you take pictures, see, look at this. Doesn't this look better than if it had all the designs and stuff on it? Because we had Pioneer Woman ones. But this looks so much better for taking pictures. Uh, Jackie says, the course sounds exciting. It is, and I cannot wait because it's going to be amazing. Right now, we've already sectioned off. And if you go to learn.dreamk9.com, that's L-E-A-R-N dot D-R-E-A-M, the letter K, the number nine, dot com. You can get in, you can see everything. You can watch some of the, the videos in the courses. You can't watch everything, but you can see everything. So get in there, play around with it, and see everything. You can see all the task stuff that we have up so far, and we're going to be adding more to it. We have just been so flipping busy this year that we have not been able to. We still need to build our chicken coop from last year. Our chickens are kind of... Uh, arguing with us. They're like, I want a new coop now. And I'm like, I don't have time and it's hot. And they're like, I don't care. I want a new coop. So, uh, so yeah, so we need to get some stuff done here, but we need to do that online course and I'm super stoked. So hopefully we can get started on it. Hmm, the end of the month is what tomorrow. So that means Thursday is the first day of August. I can't guarantee that we'll start it on Thursday, but here's hoping. I hate to cook, Kim says, but I love the cooking shows, especially Gordon Ramsay. He is my favorite. So, yeah, so I've been watching MasterChef. I've been marathoning that from the very first season. I think we're on season seven or eight now. And I just, I love it. I keep telling them, I'm like, how many get on MasterChef? And they're like, you can't stand up to cook because you pass out. I'm like, well, I have a stool. I'll bring my stool. And I'm totally bringing my service dog. How cool would that be, right? I'll bring Gypsy because she's the best. Um, depending on the time, I might bring Jenko or Candy or all of them and just rotate through. But have a place board there and have her on place to monitor me um, just so I don't pass out. And of course, Rich is like, they have medics there. I'm like, that's for cut fingers. That's not for passing out. And it'll kind of be the whole like, hey, guys, you know how you had a blind woman on before? Well, I can pretty much guarantee you one wonk out or pass the incident, like possibly per week if we do it in the summertime. So like it would really help your ratings and it would help get the word out about service dogs and what to do. So I need to have a spot in your show. <laughs> and I'm a pretty darn good cook. So I haven't watched MasterChef Junior yet, Kim. I want to go through the um, the MasterChef and then do the MasterChef Junior. But I, I've made a couple of Gordon's recipes and they're just amazing. Samantha says, we like Pioneer Woman in this house and the kid cooking shows too. Yeah, Samantha, you have to in Texas. If you don't like Pioneer Woman and you live in Texas, they will kick you out of the state. I like her, but I haven't watched her cooking show. Um, you want to kidnap one of those kids, right? Like it's a reason to have kids. Let's get them in MasterChef Junior so they can cook for you. That's why I tell Luke, I'm like, you know, you're going to be 18 next month, right? In like 21 days, you're going to be 18. And, um, and then we go to conference and you're going to be 18. And like some of the trainers there might be 18. And like, but you're my kid. <laughs> They've known you here since you were like, what? This will be the sixth year he's gone to conference. And he's like, mom, don't be weird. Sorry. Comes with being a mom and being me. You get to be weird. It's super fun. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. But I keep telling them, like, you know, if you there's a, a Chinese restaurant in town that we've been going to. It's the only Chinese restaurant in town. And we've been going to it for, like, the three years that we've lived here. But I want to learn to make dumplings. And, uh, and I'm like, if we learn how to do that, but I'm like, if you, because he's taking Chinese. I'm like, if you start talking to them in Chinese, you can brush up. 
and uh, and help you out. You can learn how to cook good. And he was like, um, I would definitely watch a few of your service work on a cooking show, right, Smith? That would be the best. So, like I said, that's I'm still gonna be a dog trainer, guys. Even if I win Master Chef, I would still train dogs first and foremost because I love it. And I don't want to work in a restaurant. I just want to cook good food for my family and myself, so I don't have to go out to eat. That's kind of the whole idea. Uh, Luke, who's whining? It's Charlie Brown. It's not Panda. Panda's being perfect. Perfect, Ara. Perfect. Um, <laughs> they thought you had decorated the box. Autumn and Rich were like, what's up with the box? Tell us about this. <laughs> so I told him about, about your granddaughter, about Val decorating it up and that, you know, they both had them. And so, yeah, but she did really good today. So I'm going to go check on everybody. Sometimes it happens. It's almost dinner time. It is dinner time. But yeah, it's not Panda. She's not the whiniest one today. Okay. So I'm going to go. I'm going to ask you guys to check out our new online school at learn.dreamk9.com. And uh, tune into our podcast called How to Train Your Service Dog. Well, it's a podcast. A podcast is all this good stuff. And you don't even have to look at me while you listen to me. <laughs> so that means you can listen to me while you're in the shower, while you're cooking your own dinner, while you're playing in the pool, or while you're driving in the car. So we have that. It's called How to Train Your Service Dog. And it is everywhere awesome podcasts are being played. So there's different players. Apple has its own player. And I'm an Apple girl. So that's all I know. But we are everywhere. So just search us and subscribe to us and leave us an awesome review because I think we're the best service dog one out there. Um, I know we're the best service dog one out there. We're one of the best dog ones out there. And we want more people to be aware of it. So just share it. Share it, like it, love it, subscribe to us. Oh, you guys are loving it. Um, she needs her box for her super dog training. She does. She does. And, uh, and I will see you guys next week at the same bat time and the same bat channel. Bye-bye.